Hola, mis hermanos, que pasa? This is Jeremy Loya back with another recording uh, discussing some of my so-called spiritual journey and some of the associated insights on personal development, spiritual awakening, and the nature of reality. Last time I talked a little bit about following your bliss slash following your blisters and um, sort of coming to the moment where I was so frustrated with the panic attacks and anxiety I had suffered with for so long that I sort of had this fuck it moment <laughs> and I decided that um, basically nothing else in my life mattered until I figured out what this what this thing was about and um, it was like I was walking through my whole life with one of those vests that people wear for working out that have like all those weights on them you know like it was as if I was walking around with one of those hundred pound vests on my back and I knew I just I just had to take it off before I was to live the rest of my life um, I also discussed uh, life giving me some space to finally reflect um, again making a commitment to the healing process um, putting my uh, business aside, um, putting in a position where my business was, was essentially in support of my lifestyle instead of trying to contort my lifestyle to what my perceived goals were or what my perceived idea was of what a business had to be. Um, sort of deprogramming some of the Silicon Valley startup brainwashing, so to speak. Um, and I eventually came to realize that I had to face my fears um, and I decided to do that by um, doing a very intentional journey with mushrooms where, which I knew would bring up this sort of existential anxiety. And I ultimately was able to face that fear and see the gift that was awaiting the other side of that pain, uh, which I think is always the case. Um, and it's interesting, uh, just a little side note, there was a an interesting TED talk I watched uh, where a neuroscientist, he did testing on um, a lot of people that had severe cases of anxiety and depression. Um, and then also um, basically monks who had been meditating for, you know, decades and had had, uh, you know, these types of spiritual awakening experiences. And they realized it was the same kind of part of the brain that was, uh, that was activated in both of those cases. So, I really feel like these little, these points of pain that we're given, um, whether it's a trauma from childhood or um, this sort of existential anxiety like I had, uh, despite what it is, um, it's really a gift and it's sort of this call to go deeper within oneself because really otherwise there's no reason. If we're relatively happy, relatively content, there's not really much of a reason to really dig deeper. Um, but when we are feeling horrible, <laughs> um, we need to, we kind of are forced to figure out why am I feeling like this and how do I fix it? And that in inevitably um, forces us to delve into uh, the mind, um, how thoughts work, how belief systems work, and um, uncover deeper and deeper la layers of what we are and what uh, reality is. Um, so where I left off last time, um, was sort of that shift that I had and a, a recommitment to 
basically <laughs> diving into this new path that I had finally realized I was aligned with. Um, and I remember <laughs> coming back the next day and I waking up the next morning and, and crying, um, just tears of joy, which I don't think I, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I thought that was maybe something people do in the movies. And uh, I was just crying and I just, I just realized so deeply that this uh, thing that I thought was a curse my whole life um, was actually this great gift. Um, and also that I, I had this, this sense of, I knew it kind of thing. Cause like, it's like there was this deeper part of me that always knew um, some of these realizations that I had the day before. Um, but it's, it's just as if the clouds kind of opened up and I was able to see clearly uh, before um, it was it was very kind of muddled and in the background and uh, wasn't quite in my forefront of my consciousness. Um, so at that point, I remember writing the words wake up on a post-it note or multiple post-it notes and posting them all over the room in my uh, all over my room, my bedroom, and uh, just recognizing that that was, or at least it felt at the time, that was the new goal. There was no other goal. There was no, nothing else basically mattered aside from whatever this discovering this new inner dimension of my own being that uh, I, had t I had temporarily tapped into. Um, essentially waking up from this dream that I was in um, and was still in at this time. So wake up basically just became <laughs> my my mantra from then on, um, and it's not that I renounced life or any way or renounced people. It's more of a recontextualization. So um, you know, looking back at all the my my goals sheet from before, where I had all these goals around fitness and um, relationships and uh, finances and wh whatever career, all those kinds of things. And then I had another category called spiritual growth. It was basically a reshifting of that. Whereas um, it's not necessarily that any of those other areas weren't important, but they all fit into spiritual growth. So it wasn't like spiritual growth was a different category. It was that that's what everything else is for. So every relationship and improving and uh, developing the relationship, it's for spiritual growth any career or business opportunity I do, it's not about the business. It's not about the money that you get from the business. It's not even about, um, it's actually not even about necessarily helping the people that you perceive yourself to be helping. It's actually about your growth um, and your spiritual growth. Um, and I'll, I'll get into more what I mean by that anyways um, further on. But it was sort of this complete re recontextualization of my entire life. So from that moment on, um, every moment, the outcome didn't really matter. The only outcome that mattered was how I was responding in that moment and the way I was, my thoughts were oriented, my motivations were oriented. So, for example, um, let's say I was having a negotiation with somebody in like a business context because I had a few different partnerships we were negotiating at that time with my business. Um, it no longer mattered whether this partnership was successful or not. It no longer mattered that I got the best terms that I could possibly get on this deal. Um, all that mattered was like my motivation in this interaction with this person. 
Uh, it was, am I being fully loving towards this person? Do I recognize that they are literally a reflection and a mirror of myself? Um, and acting according to that knowing and that truth um, versus trying to kind of pull one over and get the best deal I can. So um, it was realizing that every moment uh, was really just about um, how I was, what, what, what thoughts were going through my head, what my motivations were, um, if I was present, um, and if I was living from sort of that deeper knowing or that, that zoomed out perspective that I talked about before. Or was I living in this sense of there's a me and there's a you and I got to do what's best for me. Um, so it just kind of recontextualized every experience in life, uh, which is really a very difficult thing to kind of communicate over words, but it just changed the way really every experience shows up. And um, it actually takes a lot of pressure off of life, to be honest. <laughs> Because all of a sudden the results and the outcomes don't matter. The only thing that matters is what's going on within you uh, during each of these these life experiences. And that's actually something that you, and the only thing in fact, that you actually have some degree of uh, perceived control over. Um, so, so it actually is quite empowering in a way. Um, so another thing that came along with this um, this new commitment that I had made was actually something called uh, synchronicity. <laughs> if you hadn't, uh, if you haven't heard that before, before it's kind of like a beneficial coincidence that seems to kind of defy probability in a way, um, and these seem to dramatically increase <laughs> further and further. Um, as I deepened into my own path. Um, but one of those synchronicities was actually the day before I had this uh, very deep experience with mushrooms, I, um, I had a, sort of a friend of a friend who I didn't really know reach out to me um, because I was, uh, was su going to sublet my apartment because I wanted to go on uh, this, this trip. Like I wanted to travel. Um, and it was a friend of a friend, and uh, he was potentially interested in subletting my room while I was gone. So I was like, okay, sure. Uh, told my roommate, yeah, tell him to come over. I'll show my room, we'll see. Um, the guy shows up, <laughs> turned out to be a spiritual brother, as I would now refer to him as. And it's funny, we like, I had one look at him and as if I had already met him before, even though I don't think we had ever met. Um, and we kind of had an instant connection and we actually <laughs> hung out for hours and neither of us and continued to hang out from that day forward for quite a while and talk on the phone and, and stuff like that. Um, and we, neither of us realized until a month later that from the moment he, we, I met him, we never once discussed, I never once showed him my room or we discussed subletting the apartment or anything of that nature. We, we didn't even remember that that was even the context of which we met. Um, so there was never even, a, we completely forgot that the reason he came over was to sublet my room and discuss the price and all that kind of stuff. So it just completely was, yeah, it was just completely out of our uh, connection. And, um, and uh, it's funny, I realized a couple days later that 
in that uh, a weekend I had prior where I was uh, rented this cabin, was doing some reflecting and journaling and meditating. I had written down in my book, um, talk to that ayahuasca Peru dude. <laughs> and I'd realized maybe like three years before, um, my roommate at the time had mentioned this other friend that he had that was sort of going off the deep end, so to speak, and was spending a lot of time in South America and um, basically doing a lot of stuff that's off the beaten path. And I, I had all of a sudden, I, I don't know why, from multiple years later, he came, I had this idea, oh, this guy, Aaron mentioned, my friend Aaron mentioned this guy, um, you know, years ago, I should talk to him. Uh, but I never went back to that note, never really followed up. And then it turned out that was the guy <laughs> that showed up at my apartment that day. Um, and it ended up being basically the perfect person and the perfect timing uh, because I was just about to have a major uh, experience, a major re recontextualizing of my reality. Um, and I really needed somebody to talk to about it that had kind of been through um, a version of that journey themselves and essentially just just validate the fact that I wasn't going crazy because it really can feel like you're going crazy and you're going mentally insane um, because your, your, your paradigm of reality shifts can shift so deeply that um, and it's so different from likely any of the people that were previously connected to you that you can really feel like you you're going insane and you need to like get some serious help but um, but luckily um, I was sort of felt like I was sent almost this this messenger in a way um, and shout out to him Josh Mason in case he listens to this at some point um, who really helped me uh, just kind of validate some of the experiences I was having early on and um, give me the, the confidence to uh, continue walking down the path <laughs> um, in those initial moments especially so that wasn't the only synchronicity that happened um, I, the day after this experience happened, I got four or five emails within the same hour. And they were all from um, basically partners that uh, I had been trying to close a deal with, with my company for probably six months. Um, you know, trading emails back and forth, doing calls, talking about logistics, back and forth, um, terms, whatever. Within an hour, all four, all four. I think it was either four or five of them all sent me an email saying they were ready to commit, ready to move forward, let's do this, basically. <laughs> and um, at this moment I was so torn, I was like, what the heck, what is this about? What, what are the chances that all of these different people emailed me within the same hour um, that I've been trying to close for, you know, so many months and um, all of a sudden my ulterior motive uh, shadow ego program. I, I nicknamed the silent hero that wants to be super successful and all that kind of stuff um, was just just flaring, just going berserk. It's like, oh my God, we're gonna close all these deals and it's gonna, this company's gonna be so successful and all this kind of stuff. Um, but then I remembered, oh shit, I thought I had just committed to this, <laughs> to this other journey and I realized that like my also, my true desire at this time was to was to actually start traveling and sort of explore spirituality um, fully. But at the same time, this thing that I've been wanting to happen for so long 
is finally seems to be at my fingertips. Um, <clears throat> and this was actually something that I realized happen, has happened, different versions of this have happened many times throughout um, my last year and a half, where it seems just as I'm on the verge of starting a new pathway or breaking a previous pattern that I had or stepping onto, yeah, basically stepping into something new, um, the old seems to come back full force. Almost like it's like, are you sure you don't want this? Look, it's really tempting, you know? Um, and I think this is actually, well, it can seem cruel in a way, because it's like, man, you know I'm trying to make this change in my life. Why can't you just help me out, you know? Um, instead of trying to pull me back in, like suck me back in. But I realize it's actually coming from a place of love and intelligence because it wants, there's sort of a, a way that life wants us to make these decisions very consciously and with our true willpower and make sure that it's what we really want, that we really want to step into this next phase. Um, so in order to do that, it has to present us with these choices um, and usually has to be a choice that's, that's difficult. If it's an easy choice and if it was just a small little temptation, it wouldn't have really made me really think about it. Um, but it, it presents us with these, these sort of choices and it's kind of saying in a way, is this what you really want? Like, is this really what you want for your life? Do you want to step into this new path? Um, and it's also saying, are you ready? Like, have you really learned the lesson? It's kind of like the final exam <laughs> of, of, your, of your, you know, of that particular course, that particular lesson. Um, it's saying, you know, if, if you're willing to turn this down, if you're able to turn this down, then we know that you've then then, then we know that you've really learned this lesson. Um, and if you don't, then it's clear that you haven't quite learned the lesson. You probably need to experience a little bit more, a little more pain, a little more suffering before you're ready. Um, so it's actually kind of a and and we really know whether we've learned something, not by being able to regurgitate it and write it back down on a piece of paper, not even be able not even the fact that we're able to speak it into a audio message or a recording or a video, we know we've learned something by changes in our actions and that's the only way. So um, this was kind of the, the confirmation. Have you really changed? Um, have you really shifted onto this new uh, pathway or not? And um, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta admit, I, I, I was so torn on this and um, I kind of, I can't say I was like, emailed all of them back, no, definitely not, and just like plowed through, like, you know, I'd love to say that I did that. But the second, on the second, on the other hand, I also didn't get sucked back in. So for basically three out of, uh, three out of four of these partners, I essentially, I just sent them a very honest email back. And I was saying, I basically just told them the truth, no matter how weird it was, <laughs> it was sound. I told them, you know, that I had, uh, yeah, had a very kind of epiphany-like experience recently, and I realized that I, what my true desire in this, is this moment is to travel and explore um, spirituality and this kind of stuff. And again, these are like business partners, not exactly the people I normally discuss this kind of thing with. But I just figured, what the hell? Like, why not be just? Why not just tell them like it is? Um, and um, I told them, you know, I'm essentially. I realized I'd kind of been running a, on a treadmill a little bit with, with uh, working and kind of burning myself out 
and I, I really wanted to, you know, do this, uh, basically travel the world, which had been on my bucket list for probably 10 years almost. Um, and uh, I, I was expecting angry emails back and people saying, what the hell is this about? Um, we've been discussing this deal for months and all this kind of stuff, but it was the exact opposite. Um, not only were people understanding, they were, they, they had so much respect for that decision. One, one lady, I still saved this email, she emailed me back basically saying that she um, read her email, read my email to her son um, and she said that, you know, this is kind of the kind of person and kind of decisions that she wants him to make when he's older and to not uh, basically let life um, suck you in to not living like what you want to live and not um, doing what you feel like you need to do. Um, and I was just floored by the responses I got to this email. I would have thought, wow, being honest about this is probably about the worst thing I can, I can do. They're going to think I'm crazy or stupid or annoying and uh, uh, ruin my reputation or it's not professional and all this stuff, but it turned out not to be the case. Um, and, and then for the fourth partner, which was the hardest one because it was a very, uh, yeah, I just had a really good connection with the people um, and the company was like really perfect for the type of partnership we wanted to have. Um, it was a company that did like leadership and um, management and sales training and they were uh, one of uh, Tony Robbins companies which is one of the biggest names in this industry and um, he was a co-founder of the company and uh, I was really excited um, about this opportunity. But I, I similarly sent them basically the same email, um, but with sort of a caveat, <laughs> basically saying that, like, I can't help, uh, you know, launch this with you, but if you want, I'll license the, the software to you and you can, you can build the program on your own. And, uh, and it turned out, uh, actually, that the guy I was, in, I was talking to wouldn't have ever guessed it, but his wife was super into uh, spirituality and healing and he had just recently gotten more and more interested in that stuff and from then on all of our calls that were, that were supposed to be negotiating this contract ended up being about um, things that were completely off topic, Tibetan singing bowls and healing and uh, the, the vortexes of the earth and energy centers of the earth and all this kind of crazy stuff um, and we ended up uh, just becoming really close friends and, and, um, and we kind of our, our relationship, like you know a, relation, a business relationship is good when your sort of personal relationship with the person has transcended any, has transcended the, not only the transaction that you're working on together, but either of the companies that you're working with. And we, we had such a good connection that we, we discussed, hey, like if this startup doesn't work out, whatever your next one is, like let me know what you're doing. Maybe we can work together, partner, invest, whatever. Um, and we, you know, basically just kind of had that personal connection. Um, but, uh, so essentially that sort of half in, half out response <laughs> ended up, uh, dragging things out a little bit for me. Um, and then, but, and also, but, but in general, I felt like that, that test had mostly been transcended, but there was still some lingering threads, so <laughs> it wasn't fully behind me. Um, 
And then uh, I was to find out that it wasn't really the last test either. Um, I was to uh, basically shortly after uh, tear my ACL playing basketball, and uh, which involved a upcoming surgery, potentially six to nine months of physical therapy, etc. Which again would have put this trip um, that I really wanted to go on on a major delay. <laughs> um, and again, I feel like all of these things were sort of testing my level of like commitment to this um, because it was going to be a trip and looking back on it, it was that was going to completely reshape and rewire the way I thought about reality, myself and everything. So it wasn't something to just enter into lightly after having one deep experience. Um, so in a way, I had to kind of, I felt like I had to kind of prove my commitment um, and not, not in a way that's, uh, you know, because it's to earn it. It's more like to make sure that this was really what I wanted. Um, and essentially, even, even leading up to, um, even after I had torn my ACL and I realized I was going to at least have to have a, a surgery, um, I, I continued kind of diving in headfirst into anything I could uh, spiritually. Like slowly but surely, I, I um, separated myself from the business more and more. I hired um, an operations person to take over a lot of my day-to-day -day roles and um, was basically freeing up more and more of my time gradually. Um, and these, this uh, freeing up of my time allowed me to um, just continue to dive in. I did, um, you know, a 10-day uh, Vipassana retreat, um, which is a meditation retreat where you essentially wake up at 4 a.m. and meditate for 10 hours a day uh, for 10 days in a row. So basically 100 hours of meditation in a day was, which was probably as much meditation as I had done in the last year <laughs> prior. Um, I'll have to have a, even a separate talk on, on some of the insights from that. But I basically just dove, in, dove into all these different deep meditation retreats and um, other types of work with, uh, with plant medicines, um, which I felt like were sort of, I was sort of like, okay, if I have to be here right now, then I'm going to take advantage of every type of opportunity I can to uh, continue down this path of going inward um, and uh, see, where, see where the next chapter of life takes me. So I think I'll stop that for now here and um, again leave you with a couple questions. Um, and that is to think about maybe a, a certain pivot point that you've had in your life where you, you had an insight and you, were, and you knew that you had to make some sort of change. And you had a pretty good idea, maybe not the most specific idea, but you knew at least the direction of the change you had to start walking in. You knew what was going on wasn't working. You had an insight and you were like, okay, I gotta make this change, I gotta do this. Um, but then, just as that moment, it seemed like the prior, um, the situation around the prior phase you're in was kind of sweetening the deal a bit, <laughs> almost trying to tempt you back in. Um, or maybe you're in a situation like that now, who knows. Um, but um, yeah, just try to maybe recall a situation right, um, 
where that where something like that perhaps has occurred in your life and uh, sort of what the result is perhaps you you took that sweeter deal and um, you uh, kind of decided to stay back into the, the previous phase um, and uh, just kind of reflecting on how you felt um, after making that decision um, or on the flip side if you did kind of accept uh, sort of reject the sweetened deal and uh, move forward into um, a, a true new chapter and um, how that unfolded for you. Um, so just leaving you with that question for now. Again, hope you have an amazing day. Hope you experience unconditional love, peace, happiness, joy <clears throat> in every aspect of your life um, and some clarity and some truth. Throw that on top. And I will hopefully see you on a future recording. Bye.